Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, September the 7th. This is episode number 163. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Hey, Rod, going good. It's uh, it's football for real week. Yeah, it's been a been a while, you know, to get here, but um, you know, we kind of we kind of acted this way with the preseason games, but now they're going to start counting. So, uh, right. so that's kind of cool. So, uh, <laughs> kind of excited about that. Uh, joining us today is is, uh, is our friend Luis Cousin. Uh, Luis, how are you? I'm I'm great, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me and talk about to talk about a little bit of football. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure to have you, and um, I'm just I'm just gonna say that you're uh, you're the first guest we've had from Honduras. Oh, it's it's that's great. That's awesome. It's it's always nice to be the first one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <In> everything. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so people can follow you on Twitter. It's at CA9Cousin. Exactly, correct. Okay, so people I, can check I out. I usually there. don't tweet, but when the Browns are playing, I go nuts sometimes. Well, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are more active during the season. So, yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's coming up. So, um, so yeah, definitely people can check you out there. Um. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of your story here in just a moment, but um, before we do that, we like to talk about what we're drinking, and especially when we have a guest from from another country that's maybe drinking something that we're not familiar with. Uh, Luis, we're gonna let you go first and tell us about the beverage that you have in front of you. Well, I am drinking a beer, a very famous Honduran beer um, that is called Imperial. It's one of the best beers that we have in Honduras. It has won awards because of its flavor. And um, it's one of my favorites, definitely. And always in a sunny day or when if you are in the Bay Highlands or anywhere, pretty much, having one of these is, is refreshing because, as you know, the, the weather here is very hot. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh um, I, you know, we were talking uh, before you came on, and I, I don't think we have that in Ohio, but I am yeah. gonna, I am gonna look for that next time I'm down maybe, in Florida. Yeah, some of the guys that go to Florida, maybe they can get it. The, the, the beer is called Imperial, like Imperial, mm-hmm. so that's that's the name from from Honduras, and it's like a, uh, uh, you're gonna see, uh, uh, it's a little bit red with with a, with a regular, you know, can with a little bit red and you say the big imperial name over there. So I'm guessing in the South, you're gonna, you're gonna try, you're gonna get it because there's a lot of people from Honduras living, especially in in Florida. Nice. Well, I will, uh, I'll check it out. I can't promise when it's going to be, but, uh, but yeah, I'll look for it in Florida. (laughs) So, uh, so for me, I'm drinking a brew dog, hazy Jane. This is, um, this is their new England style IPA at 7.2%. Um, it's got a good flavor guys. Uh, it's, um, kind of, uh, one of the, one of the types of beers I reach for now. So, um, you know, I, I was off today. I drank, uh, drank a couple beers out working in the yard. So, um, well, I say a couple beers, okay? I had, I had, I had, I'm trying to get some of the stuff out of my refrigerator, so I thought an easy way to do it was to drink two little, two of my little <laughs> bottles of Little Kings, okay? So I'm going to really count that as one beer. Because <laughs> there's seven ounces, okay? That's, that's 14 you know ounces. Um, some of the beers I drink are 16. <laughs> so we'll say yeah. I had one beer. Um, but I got two bottles out of the fridge. Um, so this is number three out of the fridge today. So I'm just, you know, it's baby steps to try to, to try to get the uh, population in the fridge under control before somebody else donates, uh, you know, another six pack or, or 12 to it. So, um, you just never know when that's going to happen. So, <laughs> so yeah, well, the, the, the thing is when I, when I, when I, what I miss about, about Cleveland and everything, it's that I was, uh, well, I, I began I began to drink a little bit of IPAs. Um, yeah. I love them. The the but like you cannot have more than I don't know maybe four, five because 
like it's not like the Honduran beers, which is like five percent alcohol. People have twelve and everything, and they're fine. But with the IPAs or sixteen percent alcohol, with four, you are like I'm done. I mean, I'm, you feel it. You feel it. You know. Yeah, a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are eight. You know, eight, nine, eight, 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you grab one that's sixteen percent, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I kind of I kind of top mine off at you know at maybe ten or twelve percent. I'll have I'll have one, but uh, but yeah, if it's if it's much more than that, I'm usually splitting a beer with somebody. Yeah, to be honest. yeah, yeah. Because it's it was <laughs> the first time it was rough. I, I thought it was like normal beer, and then nah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit different. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't worry about how many you've had. It's just. Um, it's an issue of drinking, you know, it's just a, a matter of drinking something you like. And mm -hmm. if you like them, you know, you, you just enjoy it and don't worry about how many. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, well, Luis, if you can drink four or five American IPAs and, and not be under the table, your <laughs> drinking prowess is legendary, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, not, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah. let's say that we like a lot of beer here. I mean, we, we <laughs> I guess like, so. Like, like beer here, <laughs> but like, yeah. but the IPAs are 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 just to like enjoy, have a a couple, maybe maybe four, in in a time like in the hot when you're like in the pool or something, and then you have to switch because if you keep drinking IPAs, you're not gonna make it past I don't know, three <laughs> three p.m. or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a beer yeah. to start drinking early. No. You're planning on going all day. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> but I miss the flavor because, the, 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 like those, the, the flavors is the the thing that I miss the most. They were very, really good beer. It was really good beer. Many yeah. of them. I miss Great Lakes a lot too. Like the other, all the variety that they have. We have a lot of good choices here. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, Yeah, we kind of get spoiled, um, and that's why I have so much, uh, so much beer in my fridge. I've got a lot of different kinds, and mm -hmm. you know, I buy something to try, and then I end up, you know, I have a couple, and then I get something else, and you know, because um, I try to drink something different on the show all the time, but I've kind of given that up <laughs> because I can't go through the six packs fast enough, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and still try stuff all the time, so. Um, But yeah, but yeah, uh, definitely fun trying different beers, and and we have a lot of them here. So, so yeah, so um, this is the point in the show where where we like to let our guests talk about their their uh, journey or their Browns fandom. Um, you know, journey as a Browns fan or or your yeah. fandom, however you like to phrase that. And uh, yeah. Luis, I believe yours is probably a little bit unique. So uh, yeah. so we're gonna turn it over to you and. and uh, Let you share that story. Well, I, 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 first of all, well, I like sports a lot. You know, soccer is the big thing here in, in Latin America in general, especially in Honduras. I used to not like a lot of American football, um, like a lot, because I just watched the Super Bowls and that was it. But then that changed in 2013 because I went to, to get a, a degree over there in Cleveland. And I remember I went to a Browns game on 2014. I mean, I started watching a little bit, but I wasn't so much into it. But I watch. I went to a game against the Saints. I remember it was uh, the second game in that season. Brian Hoyer was the quarterback. Isaiah Crowell was the was one of the running backs. Remember mm -hmm. that? And I just felt like um, the all the atmosphere. I was there kind of early, like at eight or nine, if I remember. A little bit of tailgating. Um, some of my friends from from yeah from the from the degree were there from the from college were there, and I had a great time. And I saw all the passion like the from from the fans from the stadium, and well that that was the beginning of the season. So actually the Browns were pretty good till game 11 that season. They were seven and four, and then they lost everything after that. Uh -huh. But I remember watching that. After that, I started watching like the games every week, right? Every week, every week. Then I graduated in 2015, came back. I lost a little bit of track there, but I, I always, when I had the, the, the chance, I watched the game. 
but then the Browns were actually really terrible those two years, 2015, 16, and uh, yes, 16 and 17 actually. They yeah. were one and fifteen and oh and sixteen, I remember. But I always watched a couple of the games, but actually there was not good. And then, and then Baker Mayfield came in twenty eighteen. That was a big boom. We're we're gonna talk about everything else, but uh, from that point on in twenty eighteen, I was like watching every single Browns game from for the past three seasons. And I became a Browns fan that day that I went to the stadium, to, to First Energy Stadium that I loved so much. I actually want to go back whenever I have the chance, either this year or, or next year. Um, but like all the passion and everything. And now I'm, I get nuts. I get, I like soccer a lot. And when I watch the Browns, I feel like I'm watching soccer, my teams and everything. I, I really get upset when they lose. I, I get really happy when they win. For example, that win against the Steelers uh, in 2020 uh, in the playoff was, I remember it was a Sunday. I had, after that, uh, I mean, it was Sunday late here and I had a couple of drinks and everything to, to celebrate because I was so happy. So now I'm like, I'm, like I told you, I, I go nuts now in my Twitter when they are playing. I, I want to see, I, I see the, the highlights uh, after the game and, and everything and I'm, involved with the news in the team so it was spectacular and now i like american football a lot not just now i don't just watch the browns game i brought i can watch any game because i'm involved with the league as well now i got fantasy football and everything which eight years ago i wouldn't even imagine you know <laughs> yeah so it, so it was really the fans and the environment that yes in, yes right? the fans the environment the passion that they lived in, I just loved it. I just loved it, and I mean, I couldn't be, I couldn't root for any other team than than the Browns. You know, I was living in Cleveland. Uh, it was the Browns or no one else. <laughs> I mean, I can appreciate good games. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Aaron Rodgers, how they play. Mm -hmm. But like, but I can, and I enjoy watching those games. But the, the team I root for, my team, is the Browns. You know. Yeah. So it was it was something electric about the stadium, about the people, about how they lived the game that that just enamored me. And 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 I, and I like sports. I like soccer. I was I like basketball, baseball, and everything. But I was never into American football until that until that 2013, 2014 that I'm talking about. Yeah, because there weren't there really weren't a lot of big stars on no. the teams right then. Um, no, no, actually, yeah. you could say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm being, I'm being kind when I say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was like, I mean, now that I see that I know a little bit more about football and everything, I was like, well, when you have Brian Hoyer as quarterback, you're not good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was an interesting season. Yeah, um, but actually, yeah. Cal, Cal Shanahan was there, so. That's why he played so good, I guess, for the first 11 games, like the team in general. Right? Yeah, that was uh, Mike, high, Mike Patton, right? High potency right? offense that year. I'm sorry? Mike Mike Patton. And uh -huh. Mike, Mike Patton was the, the, the head coach, right? Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan was the OC. The OC, uh-huh. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, they pulled Hoyer for... Uh, yeah, for Johnny Manziel, which was... Johnny Manziel. Wars. That was kind of it. Yep. <laughs> And Josh Gordon coming from a suspension, I remember that too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that was, um, yeah, that was something. Cause. But that's when I got, I got like, uh, that's where, that's where all the, the fan in me, I don't know, this is something about the Browns, about the city, about Cleveland. I, I love it, and um, and that's how I became a, a fan, a fan. Like now, I, I'm, I considered like I'm a kind of a diehard fan, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's that's great. Um, thanks thanks for sharing that with us, Luis. Let's um, let's move on to uh, to some other Browns talk. And there have been um, there have been a few moves. I'm going to jump around in my notes here. Um, let's just talk about the roster moves here first. Uh, um, the Browns the Browns signed, I guess, uh, a couple of Steelers, uh, Joe Haig and and. Uh, Jesse James, um, uh, Joe Higg, uh, as a, uh, I guess, um, 
AC's a tackle and uh, mm-hmm. James tight end. Um, Jeff, your yeah. your thought on these two signings and the fact that well well um, I guess we lost uh, um, Drew Forbes. Drew Forbes got picked up by another team, but uh, Jordan Knesic uh, made it to the practice squad. So so your right. thought on that movement, Jeff? Yeah, not surprised about the, the two guys that we let go. Um, I didn't think they would make the initial 53. So um, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, they were the first couple guys off. Um, but yeah, you know, picking up another tackle in light of what Conklin is coming back from um, exactly. is a nice insurance policy. A guy who's played a lot in the league and yeah. can step in if needed. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what the expectation is for Chris Hubbard at this point. Um, but I think, you know, bring, bringing Hay again is, is he, He's supposed to be a, 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 a swing tackle, right, Jeff? Like like Hubbard well, should be? I mean, Hubbard, yeah, Hubbard's, Hubbard and Hudson are, are, are pretty much the same type of player. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're being groomed to be able to be versatile and play either tackle, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's James Hudson. I mean, that's what kind of what Hubbard's done most of his career. Um, where and, and you know you, you really aren't going to move either one of them inside. I think Hague can kind of can can slide inside if needed, so he's got a little bit more versatility. Um, but you know, yeah, the, the tackle position is one where we kind of felt a little bit squirrely. You know, if there was an injury, you know, especially with with Conklin's history and mm-hmm. you know Will's being hurt all year last year. So um, I, I'm 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 a big fan of that move. Um, you know, hopefully we don't need to. To, re- to rely on him a lot, but um, but he's there if we need him, right? Um, and then the tight end thing, you know, I, I mean, we obviously needed a third tight end. So um, if they feel that Jesse James is, is the guy, great. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how much we really lean on him as well. But um, again, that was a, a move that we pretty much expected them to make was to go out and find that third tight end. And if I'm, I may add something there, I was a little bit surprised when the Browns for the original 50 man, 53 man, they just had two tight ends because, I mean, we usually right. need to have three <laughs> because that's the way just how right. the offense is set up. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of confidence in Njoku. I, ho- I hope he has like a breakout season. But Bryant, on the other hand, I mean, he's. I think he's too good. He's talented, but he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't responded in, in, in sometimes when you need him, right? So, yeah, you need a third guy to 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 kind of compete and have another option as well because the big question for the Browns right now was the tight end three, right? You know, first and Joku, second Brian, but you needed a three, and this time maybe James will be... I hope he, he can do something. I mean, a little bit of production or, or blocking, I don't know. But okay. But, yeah, it makes sense for the Browns to have three tight ends. Yeah, I, I think like Jeff said, I think that was the plan all along was to mm-hmm. was to add somebody. And you know, I, I think and I know Jeff loved your comment that that you hope Njoku has a breakout season. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff, I know Jeff was loving that. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, um, I I like Harrison Bryant, and I don't feel like he's I don't feel like he's had a ton of chances. And I, I know he's had a couple fumbles, and that's what everybody mm-hmm. points at, but. Um, I think those two guys are going to be the guys who are targeted primarily. Yes, um, especially with with Jacoby. I mean, for the first eleven games. Yeah, as t- I, I so. um, Jesse James, from my understanding, is probably going to be a blocking tight end mm-hmm. for the most part. I don't think I wouldn't expect him to come in and get a lot of get a lot of targets. I mean, he's a big dude. He's like six. What six? Six seven two sixty. Yeah. So I think they wanted a big guy who can block, and you know, and and he, you know, he might get a few targets, but um, I don't think he's, I don't think he's very fleet of foot, and um, or you know, or very athletic beyond blocking. So I think the other two guys are going to get the targets, and I think he's going to come in, you know, when it's time to block. Yeah. So um, no, I think I uh, agree. Uh, of those three tight ends, um, Jesse James might be the most the the the, the most known commodity right now in mm-hmm. terms of you know what you're going to get from him. 
right? Um, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of talk about our wide receiver room and and the question marks, but I feel a lot more comfortable with our wide receiver room and, and what to expect from them than I do with our tight ends right now. Um, you know, nothing against those guys, but um, David and Joku, um, I, I, there was, I think Nathan Zagura uh, did a story not too long ago, but one of the Browns shows and said, you know, this is probably going to be a career year for David and Joku. And I, and I said, well, geez, that's not setting the bar very high. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but, but what's, I mean, his, what's his career I mean, high, like 600 yards or something, <laughs> something like that? But like we have to expect something bigger from him because he got, I mean, he had a new contract. Now he's the no question tight end one. Right. So he has to. I mean, to make a big, I'm not saying like 1,200 yards, no, but maybe he can get around 1,000, maybe 800, 900 yards, maybe six, seven touchdowns. I mean, that's what I expect from him. He showed some consistency week to week, you know, and you knew what you were going to get from him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think you're right, Jeff. Um, yeah, the, the wide receiver room, I mean, you, you have to, you have to wonder and kind of think about how how deep you really need to be and, and how many of these guys are really going to get targets with Jacoby Brissett playing because he is going to target the tight ends, the backs, you know. I, I don't think they're going to be going downfield all the time with Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback. No. So so you got to figure a lot of the targets are going to go to, to, uh, to Cooper, DPJ, uh, you know, and Bell and, and – um, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to try to work Schwartz in, um, but I don't think Schwartz is going to get five targets a game or anything, you know? No, uh, there's going to be packages for Schwartz and, and you know. To get him the I, ball. Yeah, yeah I mean, something, I just hope he catches the ball. When well, he's look, the, 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 the routes that he was running in the preseason, he's not going to be running in regular season yeah, games. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, I mean, so, so yeah, if you, you bring him in for a package and, and if the, you know, the, the best thing he does is draws the safety down the field, um, and opens things up for the other guys, um, then, you know, that's probably the extent of his role in the first few games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree, Rod, I think that, you know, what, what happens with our first two tight ends and, and how they get rolled into the offense and, and, you know, move the chains for us is, is going to be critical in, in the possession type offense that we're going to run with with Brissett. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of expectation on those two guys. And and I wish I felt a whole lot better about them. Um, you know, give them a few weeks. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, you know, but um, yeah. Yeah. that I think that's really our Achilles heel right now is, you know, those guys have to perform. Yeah, and they've they've got like you said they've got it set up to where those guys have a chance to you know to be a big part of the offense. And if they're not, I think I think you'll see a shift to where the Browns will throw more to the backs. They'll throw more you know um, to to guys like um, you know to uh, to Bell and you know and maybe even. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more stuff to Felton, you know, some of these guys will end up taking their targets right. if they're not consistent. I wanted to ask you something to you both. What is your expectations like in a, in a record, in a record um, way? Like how many wins do you think this team can get in the season? Like the first 11 games with Jacoby, the last six with Deshaun, Well, I've been struggling with that. I've been struggling with that. <laughs> so the, I think the ceiling is 11 and maybe the floor is like five or six. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I can't I can't nail it down any closer than that, Luis. Yeah. Um, at least until I see the first string offense on the field for a little while. Yeah. I, I think I have a pretty good idea what our defense is capable of. Yes. But yes. Um, I just I don't know what this offense is going to look like uh, the first 11 games. Um, and I think the, the, the end of the season is even more of a mystery, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to play like when he comes back, you know, and, and yeah. who's, who's going to be the, the primary uh, weapons at that point, you know. 
Um, so I think it's going to be an evolving offense this year. And, and the real question is, is how effective is it? You know, can, can our offense put 20 points on the board mm-hmm. and, and can our defense, you know, score enough or prevent the other team from scoring enough to, to keep us in it? You know, cause yeah. I think the 30 point offense, we're not going to see this year. Yeah. Or, or we'll probably only get glimpses of it this year. Yeah. And for that, you have to have a great defense, like. To win games with 20, 25 points, you have to have a good defense. A well, yeah, that, I mean, that's 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 where we were last year, right? I yeah. Mean, we, we oh, were, and they only had seven points in most games. Yeah. Well, yeah. We beat the Lions 13 to 10, man. But, <laughs> but we had, you know, we had a chance to win games if, you know, yeah. if we would have been able to kick field goals a couple times. Um, but, yeah, we yeah. weren't a powerhouse offense, you know. And, yeah. and, and that's what we're building toward, you know. But I I don't expect to see it anytime soon. So so let's get this down, Luis. Your yes. your minimum and maximum on wins was what four, five, five minimum, five minimum, eleven maximum, eleven max. And Jeff, what what are you saying? Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. You're saying five five minimum. I got to tell you guys, I don't see how this team wins less than eight games with this really with this defense and. This kicker, um, I just, I just don't. Um, I in this running game, um, I, I just, you know, eleven games with Jacoby Brissett. Um, the first four games are all winnable. Um, yes. You know, beyond I that, think, and, I then, think and then, and then you've got what? Um, sorry, you, you have. I'm sorry uh, to, 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 to what? I think those four games, Rod, that you, that you, very much said. That is four winnable games. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part of the season. You know how you start well, those four games. It is very games. important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they, yeah, if they stumble through those four games and end up one and three, it's going to be a very long season. Exactly. Because it gets very tough after that. But if they do pretty well in those first four games, <laughs> then you're looking at those four games, and you're looking at, um, you know, and then you're looking at what six games. With, with Watson back at the mm-hmm. end of the season. So that gives you 10 games that you can, you know, that you're hoping you have a good shot at winning. Exactly. And then you've got the other games that you're going to hope you hold your own in, you know, and maybe win some of them. Yep. So it's a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody knows I'm, I'm the eternal optimist with this team. So, you know, <laughs> um, I'm not going to deny that for a minute, but I just, I just don't see with this defense. Um, I just I feel like the defense is going to be incredible, um, and the kicker is going to win some games. With those two things, I think the offense. I don't see how the offense can be worse than it was last season, guys. Um, I say that, and I'm crossing mm-hmm. my fingers and knocking on wood. Um, but I, I, I'm going to say, but I'm going to agree with you on the 11 games too. I don't think they win more than 11 games just because they're going 11 games without their starting quarterback. Correctly. I just think it's more of a narrow window. So, so eight or 11. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of a minimum of eight and mm-hmm. a max of 11. I just think it's kind uh, of I see that kind too. of narrow. I agree with you that the defense has the potential to be top five. Actually, they were top five at the end of the season, the last, I think, seven or eight games of the season. They were top five. I think the potential is there. I hope. I mean, if that if they play like they played the last eight games of last season, there's a lot of chances to win with Jacoby more than five games, like maybe yeah. six or seven. Yeah. Uh, but... And maybe I mean the kicker. I I saw him that Kate York. I hope I hope he he performs like under pressure with games and everything. I think he has a leg for it, definitely. Um, and I think I think he can be he can be solid as well. But I don't know. I don't know what Jeff thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to be disappointed if things don't get to a certain number of wins this year you know i mean if if yeah. if i said you know my minimum is eight and you know if they only win seven i'm going to be disappointed no i'm, I'm not going to yeah. be disappointed because i see what we're building okay um to to be the kind of competitive offense 
that we really need to have in the NFL. Um, we can't be relying on Nick Chubb running the ball 25 or 30 times yeah, a game and, a... and, and dunking to, you know, our tight ends and, and, you know, we need uh-huh. to be able to have a vertical passing game and we need to be able to score quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's to be a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the NFL. I just think that's the kind of offense that, that you have to have. And that's what I see us building toward. Okay. We're, we're still a couple yeah. pieces away. Okay. I think we're, we're still a wide receiver away. Um, unless somebody really surfaces this year. Um, you know, we need to answer that question mark about the tight ends. Um, and we need to, to really see Deshaun Watson come back and be Deshaun Watson from two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's still so many question marks that that's why I, I just I think that 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 range is is bigger, bigger. than we expect. You know, now, you know, mm-hmm. we, we all want and hope that the team is going to be successful right out of the gate. OK, mm-hmm. we, we want them to win week one and, we want you know, win the three of the first four games or whatever. Um, but I'm just I'm just a little bit concerned about all those pieces fitting together right away. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're yeah. what you're saying. Now, I agree with Rod that last year the, the offense was so bad, and one of the reasons it was bad is because we had a lot of turnovers, right? Either fumbles or you know the quarterback throwing interceptions. Yeah, and maybe they're they're looking for for Jacoby reset to see, hey, you know, if you are going to throw underneath, just do it. If you're gonna you, if you're gonna have to throw it out, just do it. Just don't take sacks and don't and don't turn the ball over. And I think Jacoby said he's really good at that. Don't get behind the yep. sticks and everything. So I think if we had that type of quarter quarterback play last year, probably the Browns are going to win 10 or 11 games. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe thinking about that makes me a little bit more optimistic that that we can achieve something something here that nobody expects from the Browns. Sure. Yeah, I think it's possible. And you make a good point with Jacoby Brissett and the turnovers. And and yeah, if they, if they can, you know, cut those way down and just, you know, and not put the defense in bad situations nearly so nearly as often. Um, the Browns, at least, you know, at least it looks like, um, have, you know, upgraded you know their kickers on special teams you know mm-hmm. the punter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a kicker so you you would like to think that those two things will make a difference along with um, hopefully doing better with turnovers and if those things happen then you're, you're in a better spot to let your defense dictate a game more than you know than having your offense kind of almost lose games for you So um, that, right. that's kind of my hope, and that's kind of where I, where I got the eight from. But I also recognize that eight, nine, ten wins isn't going to get you anything this season. Yeah, that's the so, other thing. So I'm looking at that, but I think, you know, it, it, it's going to take 11 wins anyways. So Yes. So, yeah. I'll just add one other thing to that that determines the outcome of, of games. I mean, obviously turnovers is number one, penalties – is right there as well. Yeah. And and we need to see these guys playing clean um, mm-hmm. and not shooting themselves in the foot. You know, nothing uh-huh. nothing kills a drive faster than uh, a lineman mm-hmm. holding or, or somebody star. jumping pre-snap yeah. and you know those kinds of things that that are just <laughs> from from sheer repetition and and playing together over time, right? Yeah. Um, So those are some of the ifs that play into, you know, how things can go off the rails, right? Um, then there's all of the question marks about, you know, what can we do that, that will, will guarantee us success? Um, the quarterback has to play clean and, and to his capabilities. All these receivers need to catch the ball and hang on to it. Um, the tight ends need to develop. And, you know, we need to be able to block for our running game against yes. what's going to be stacked fronts because they are going to do the same thing this year that they did to us the last four years, dare us to throw the ball. 
Mm-hmm. So, so that's where Kevin Stefanski is going to have to get creative in helping yeah. Jacoby Brissett throw the ball successfully and not have to completely rely on the run game. Yeah, yeah, because there has to be some threat of of the passing game. You can't just go out and run, 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 run. Because, um, yeah, yeah, you see nine guys in the box. It doesn't matter if you have Nick Chubb or Jim Brown or anybody back there. That's where yeah. Njoku comes in for his breakout season. season. <laughs> there we go. Let's yeah. yeah, let's hope. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I hope it's Njoku, but, yeah. you know, um, Njoku, um, some combination of Njoku and Bryant and, Brian you know, and Cooper and, and um, you know, any of these guys. You know, I don't I don't care who's being who, – who is catching the ball as long as they're catching it mm-hmm. and, Agreed. you know, making plays and and keeping the defense honest. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's really going to help. So, uh, so the Browns named some captains. I think this just happened today, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to get your thoughts on, on the captains, guys. Uh, so uh, captains are um, Miles, um, uh, My, obviously Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, uh, Joel Batonio, Anthony Walker, and Charlie Euglid. Charlie Euglid is the long snapper, right? Yep. Yes, he's yeah. the long snapper. Um, yeah. Long snapper for life uh, for the Browns. Um He's he's been he's been around for a while, but uh, he does does an excellent job apparently. So um, so uh, thoughts, um, Luis. What do you what do you think about those captains? anybody uh, anybody stand out as a as a surprise as a captain or somebody you thought would be there that isn't? Actually, no. Actually, I think it's the, the, the right people. I mean, Miles Garrett has to be, for me, the captain, like the leader of this team. He is. Then you got Anthony, Anthony Walker, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a very vocal guy in the defense. I was listening to an interview that he did on in the last game of the preseason with, uh, I think it was Greg Newsom. I really liked the guy. Yeah. Or was it John Johnson? I, no, no, it was it was Anthony Walker, right? I think it was Walker and it was Walker, Johnson yeah. that were together. Walker and Johnson, yeah. Walker and so. Johnson, yeah. yeah. I really like that, and and you could see that that really the the they like each other. Like the defense have a good yeah. a good vibe. Yeah. Then you said about well, Betonio has been here for what seven years, eight years already. So he, longer than anybody else. Longer than that. yeah. And Hughley, well, I mean, he has been a lot. Of, he has been for in the Browns for a lot of time. So. I, I, w- I wouldn't be expecting anyone else um, because what do you have? Like in the offense, what do you have? Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, they've been around for some years, but not a lot. Um, yeah. Nick Chubb is there and he, he hasn't been, he's not of a vocal leader, but like followed by example. So mm-hmm. he's he's always there. So, and in the offense, well, I mean, you have Amari Cooper, but he's the first year with the, with the team. And then you got Kareem Hunt, which is, very vocal and everything, but I, I don't know if he's like leader, leader. And then on the defense, I mean, Clowney, second year. You got Jacob Phillips. You got Joey O.K., the rookie. I mean, no, I think those five guys are the ones that deserve it because they've been the longest with the team and they're the most vocal ones. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I don't know if I'm missing someone. Yeah, Jeff, um, what are your thoughts on captains? Yeah, I, I think veteran guys um you know everybody looks up to all of them i think anthony walker sort of the outlier in that group uh-huh um, yeah the rest yeah, of it's them only been are, here a couple of years now yeah yeah and, and and the team has really never been committed to him long term you know mm-hmm. um so you know the the vocal aspect of it sort of sort of makes him stand out because the rest of those guys are very much lead by example they're not big talkers you know they're they are let my let my play do my talking for me Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's how they choose to lead. So, um, I, I, maybe coach needed a guy in that group that was, you know, more, more outspoken. Um, and that's where Anthony Walker came in, but you can tell that, that the other linebackers really, you know, look up to him, uh, yeah. for leadership. So, um, I, I think it's a great group and it, it's interesting that, that, you know, this is the first time that, that Kevin Stefanski has done that where he's 
named season-long captains. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, it's just, week to week, haven't they? Right. It's just yeah, they they would pick captains weekly, and they'll, they'll, I think they'll continue to do that. Um, but but you know to have season-long captains at this juncture, um, I think indicates how this team is starting to come together. You know how they're growing as a group um, and and kind of getting more comfortable with each other. Yeah, I guess um, if it, if it weren't Anthony Walker, if you're going by tenure on defense, it probably would have been Denzel Ward, maybe. Right. And yeah. and he's not a big talker, so um, right. so I think right. you're probably right on the money, Jeff. Yeah. With what was done, so so these are the captains. Um, are these are these necessarily the same as as all of the leaders on the team? Or do you, are you going to have guys who are vocal leaders who aren't necessarily captains too? What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, there's there's a few more guys who I think are are leaders on the team. Um, I think Amari Cooper, in his own way, is going to be a leader of that group. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, Denzel's got his own way of leading. Again, you know, he he does it by affecting the game. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he comes in and makes the big play, and that's that's how he leads. Um, you know, JJ three is, is more of a talker, more, more, you know, in people's faces and, and, and amping people up and so forth, you know? So yeah, this team, you know, they've got a lot of seasoned veterans now and, and, and still very young guys. Okay. But who have, who have played a lot in their careers. Um, so that, that, that really, that chemistry, you can, you can start to see building among all those guys. Right. And that's, I guess why we all feel so good about the defense. You know, is it, all these guys are back. They've they've played well together in the past, and and now they're building that chemistry, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Luis, if you if you go a couple years down the road, um, and, and Anthony Walker's not on the team, who who do you think would be a, a guy from the defense that would take that captain spot? I think it would be Miles Garrett. I think it would be Miles. It has to be Miles Garrett. I mean, well, well Miles is already on one of the captains. Oh, you said I'm you said one him. of them. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I so say you got uh, Miles. So it'd be one of one of the other guys that's not a captain. I would right say Jok. I think he has the talent. Uh, I think he's going to grow more comfortable in the system. I think he's going to make some big plays this year. So he's going to be one of the guys that going to play for the Browns for a long time. I think he's going to get eventually paid in a couple of years because he's, he's, he's a different kind of, of, of player, you know, yeah. um, and he, I think he can he can be that that guy in a, in a couple of years that uh, other other rookies and even the veterans respect because of his play. And I think he's going to he's going to be outspoken about 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 everything. And people are going to respect him. Uh, Jeff, is there anybody else you would throw into that category might be a consideration? Yeah, I, I totally agree on JOK. I mean, you, you see it in all the building, the Browns and everything. You know, he's just he's he's the constant energy source. Um, and I think definitely growing him. And I'm hoping this is going to be his come out year. So, yeah. um, you know, who do I who would I hope to see make that step? Um, you know, the, the guy I would hope to see do that in the next couple seasons is Perry and Winfrey. You know he's got the yeah. he's got the makeup to to be that kind of an energy guy, um, and all he's got to do is go out and, and prove it on the field. You know, so I, I could see him two or three years down the road if things go right for him. Mm-hmm. You know, having that kind of a role as well. Yeah, I think he and I think he has the room to develop like in this couple of years. But I think he's a yep. he's a he's a guy that is that he can be a a, a good d- defensive tackle, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I agree with you in that. I, I agree with you guys on both of those guys. Another guy I was thinking about was is Greg Newsom. He just yeah. seems to be Ooh, more yeah. vocal, yeah, than really. than, uh, than Denzel and and some of the other deep, you know, some of the other corners. Um, so right. I think I think he's more the leader type. So I think he's going to be yeah. a guy that they kind of look to, you know, in a couple of years. And I think he's going to, I, from what everybody's saying, I think he's going to take a step forward this year, too. He, yeah. he actually said that he was going to trash talk Baker during the game on, on, on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, I got one more thing, and then we'll, we'll uh, talk a little bit about that Panthers game. Um, 
the uh, I got a message from from uh, from Peter Jones, um, a friend of the show, that uh, the uh, the new um, the new UK Prime uh, Minister Liz uh, Liz Liz Truss Liz Truss is a Browns fan. Yeah. Oh wow! So um, we're working hard to try to get her booked, but. Um, <laughs> I'm just she might be busy for a while. Yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. Like, like you know, <laughs> top government official in the UK, <laughs> Browns fan. That's that's good. If we ever got her booked, it would be because Peter got her booked for us. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. So uh, so, anyways, I just wanted to throw uh, that in because I don't know if everybody everybody knows that or not. So um, oh, so yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about this Panthers game. The 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 over under is forty two, and we will see which way Jeff is going to lean this season. We know how he goes <laughs> traditionally, um, but you know, Jeff and I talked a little bit earlier. Apparently, the Browns. I, I don't know if this this is how they opened or not, but I think the Browns opened as a three and a half point favorite, and now are a one and a half point underdog in this game. So. Five point swing, so um, I don't bet on a lot of games, guys. That must mean that the money was going a lot one direction. So um, that must that, and I'll let the listeners figure that out because, like I said, I don't bet a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's Vegas trying to fix it, I think. Right? I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What do you guys feel, uh, Luis? What do you feel about the Browns being a one and a half point underdog? I, I know it's on the road. I mean, I understand it. I understand it. Um, you, you got the whole Baker situation, and and, and 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 you know that he's fired up and he's gonna play super good. But nobody is saying that. Also, the defense knows him as well, so the defense uh, wants to prove something as well. But I understand it. I, I I would I would bet it in favor of the Browns. I think the Browns will be the first game that they win in what nineteen years. The first opening game since seventeen. Uh, they won in two thousand four. Two thousand four. So that's eighteen. This will be the eighteen one. So I think yeah. that they have the. I think they're. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm like super confident about it. But I think they can win. And I would take the one and a half points of Carolina because I think the Browns are winning by three. They're winning by a field goal. Yeah, we'll, now, we'll do some scores later. So yeah, uh, so yeah, we'll get predictions but, from everybody. All right, but I, um, I don't know. I, I feel weird about the game as well because of the whole Baker situation. We have seen Baker Mayfield. He's a good quarterback, but he's not consistent enough to get you to uh, to the playoff consistently or to win games consistently. So, yeah. I mean, I I got a, a little bit deviated by the question. The question was was really just how you felt about the Browns. Browns oh, being and underdog. right now, yeah, we are the underdogs. I mean, because of the offense, I think the defense has the potential to have a great game. Uh, neutralize Mayfield, um, neutralize McCaffrey. That the biggest threat that they have, I think. They don't have yeah. a very good O line, so my, maybe Miles and Jadavian can do some damage there. So, yeah, I feel fine. I feel fine as the, the Browns as the underdogs. I understand it because the the big question is is the offense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I, I just uh, I don't know. I'm looking I'm looking at the Panthers starting offense. Um, I've got their depth chart up here. Um, man, if they if they lose Baker, they're they're hurting. I mean, they've already got two quarterbacks on IR. Um, yeah. They might be trying to work a trade with us since we've got five guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this, Jeff, as to, you know, what's what what's the what's your biggest concern with this game? I mean, I, I'm assuming it's Christian McCaffrey. You know, and, and yeah. what he can do to to the Browns. I mean, because you got you got Baker, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. These guys are these guys are good good receivers. But um, you know, I don't. 
you know, I'm not going to slam Baker, but I don't expect Baker to go out there and throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns against this defense. And it's, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, if they're going to score a bunch of points, it's going to probably be McCaffrey um, running yeah. and catching short passes and turning them into big plays and stuff. Um, I, you know, I think the DBs are going to cover these cover these uh, um, wide receivers, you know, pretty well. I mean, this is the NFL, so mm-hmm. they're going to get their catches. But mm-hmm. um, so, so Jeff, yeah. I'll yeah. kind of get get your thoughts on this. Well, I think you nailed it, Rod, when you talked about, you know, what Vegas thinks of this. I mean, they're basically telling us that it's a push. You know, when, when you start out with the Browns being favored, now the Panthers are favored. I mean, that really boils down to Christian McCaffrey's playing and Deshaun Watson isn't. Okay, mm-hmm. so, I mean, otherwise you look at it as a push. I mean, this is, this is you know, typically the home team would, would, would be, you know, everything else being equal, the home team would, would be a, a three-point favorite. Right. Um, yeah. In the NFL. So that then you start factoring in, you know, who else is playing and, and strength of, you know, the roster and so forth. I think I think the Browns have a better roster. Um, I think we just have more question marks right now yeah. in, in terms yeah. of our offense. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think we match up extremely well with the Panthers offense. Um, they have a young offensive line, uh, a new offensive line that's been retooled. Uh, they've got Ike McQuanu, uh, who's a rookie starting at left tackle. Miles yeah. um, Garrett has to be just licking his chops. I mean, Iquanu's going to be a great, great player in this league, but he's a rookie. It's his first this game. is his first okay. game. <laughs> Again, he gets to go against Miles Garrett. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't care right, how good welcome, welcome I don't care how good you are coming out of college. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I mean, the, the, the defense, I, I feel really good about matching up with, with their offense and being able to, you know, to take their skill position guys out of the game. And, and, and I, you know, I expect Baker to get his licks, okay? Um, but to, to be fair to our defense, um, you know, this is probably going to be a fairly low-scoring game. And and thus the you know the, the point and a half is you know is really nothing in the NFL like like Louis says it, it said it comes down to a kick. Could be I mean I, you know I'll be honest I don't know how good uh, the Panthers defense is how many changes they made I you know I didn't do a lot of a lot of prep on the Panthers defense I mean it's the first game you know and like the Browns I'm sure most of their starters didn't play a lot in the preseason so. Um, question is, you know, how they come together for the first game too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's real hard to uh, to guess which which units are going to play as units in this first game, and which ones, you know, are going to struggle a little bit. And I mean, and that's that could be what the game comes down to. You know, some of these some of these. Uh, first week games are, you know, have a tendency to be over by the first half because of, you know, either penalties or, or, um, you know, or just, uh, you know, one, one unit not being prepared and, and the other one is, or, or things like that. So, right. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think the Panthers defense is, is overly scary and I don't think their offense is either outside of Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, um, what do you, what do you think, Luis? What, I what's, mean, what's this, your... this game would be like, um, you know, nobody would be paying attention to it if it wasn't just be, like in the national media. If yeah. Baker Mayfield wasn't playing against us, you know. Exactly. Yeah. No one yeah. would care about this game. Yeah, exactly. It would be like like that, but now it has all these, you know, like if he if if the Panthers beat the Browns, then there's gonna be narratives about you know. Oh, the Browns made a big mistake, and you know it's gonna be okay for one week. But then we're gonna see how things play out. If the if the Panthers win, that doesn't mean they're a better team than the Browns, like or that they have a better roster than the Browns. It means it's the first week, right? It means is the it is the first week, and anything (laughs) can happen. But but I, I I I think that I think that the Browns. Actually, have a good a good chance of of beating the the Panthers, and it for that to happen has to be a low scoring game, like Jeff said. Now, uh, would you take the the under forty two 
for that for that game, like or the over? Oh, that's a big question. Yeah, we know. Well, um, <clears throat> well, uh, let's see here. Are we? I. You know what? I, I might have tipped my hand on that already. I, I think you may have, but it's not <laughs> what we're used to hearing. Um, I, I think we pretty much covered this thing enough. So let, let's just yeah. let's just go to that and give our score predictions. So um, without with because we don't really want to belabor all the Baker talk. So because um, mm-hmm. when it comes down to uh, to football, this is the Cleveland Browns against the Carolina Panthers. Exactly, um, that's the first game of the season. Just like Louis said, um, that that was just a perfect comment. Um, it's the first game. It, this is not our Super Bowl. I said that, and and uh, it, it's the first game of the season. The Browns typically struggle in these games. Yep. Hopefully, they can get off that this this season, and you know it would be really nice. But um, you know, if they don't, it's not the end of the world. So exactly, I agree. So let's get some scores and uh, score predictions, and I guess with those predictions, we'll we'll figure out if if we're going with the over or the under too. So, um, Luis, let's let's get your score prediction first. I just answered my question because my prediction is twenty three twenty, but imagine how close I am. It's like, oh man. So you're going twenty three twenty. Twenty three twenty Browns. So you're taking the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Okay. But, you know, but it's uh, one point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that this is gonna be a really close one. Um, I think the Browns are. <laughs> I'm probably gonna say this six times this season, but the Browns are gonna win on a Cade York field goal. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm there with um, you. I'm right there with you. And I'm going to go 17, 17 to 16. The Browns are going to get that field goal, um, you know, in, within the last few minutes of the game um, to, to ice or, or to win the game. And then the defense will hold with whatever time is left, hopefully less than a minute. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, here, here's how I think it's going to play out. Um, Baker's going to come out hot. He's going he's gonna to score a couple times on us early, and everybody's going to be wringing their hands. Um, but then I think the defense is going to step up and hold them to a field goal the rest of the game. Um, on offense, we're going to score one touchdown and a couple field goals, and Baker's going to throw a pick six late in the game. Oof. Um, wow, so, that would be awesome. <laughs> so we're, we're going to win 20 to 17. I, I like your spread, Luis. Um, uh-huh. I'm just – I'm going I'm – going with – just barely the under. Barely the under. Okay. Nice. Oh, but I, I like I like the I like the game that you predicted, Jeff. I would love that to happen. That would be awesome, actually. Well, you know, if it's Hollywood, that's exactly how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I yeah, mean, I was I was kind of thinking pick six, but I didn't want to go to twenty one points. So uh, so yeah. Um or 24 or anything like that. So, so yeah, I'll just stick with the Cade York field goal. The Cade York field goal. <laughs> that, that's enough. I, you know, that, that's, that still could work for me. I yes. mean, I, you know, maybe, yes. maybe that's how, it, how we, you know, how we get out of there is with the field goal at the end. I mean, um, we, we all agree that it's, it's, it's the field goal, right? I mean, we all agree. Yeah, field goal. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it could be a field goal game. And I think there are a lot of guys on that, uh, you know, on that, um, on that defense, who would love to come up with a pick six too? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, That'd be great. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, be a lot. Even of fun. though I'm going to be flying, but I'm going to still want to watch the game. I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, well, um, excellent. We got our uh, our first score predictions of the season, and it's um, unanimous. We all think the Browns are going to win, so that that's that's great. So. Uh, so let's um, let's get some closing thoughts here, uh, Luis. It's been it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um, what uh, what um, closing thoughts do you have for the listeners, or anything you'd like to leave them with? Well, it's been great. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. It's been uh, great talking about Browns football. I wish I could do it more because you know here in Honduras, uh, you cannot talk a lot about the Browns. I have a couple of friends who are, you know, football fans, but they're not Browns fans. So they're not that into the Browns, so I cannot like discuss a lot of things specifically, right? So it's really nice to to be able to do that with you guys. Yeah. Um, 
And just that, I mean, the the, the closing thought and what I've been thinking about this season is like uh, not to have that big of an expectation uh, like last year, for example, that it was a cruel disappointment, but to see how the team develops throughout the year. And I think what may what can happen is that we have a a season that no one is expecting and goes beyond what we're thinking that this 11 team win can be so that's on the bright side but at the same time let's see how we evolve and how, and how we how we start the season how we evolve as a team and just enjoy the ride i mean let's enjoy these 17 weeks yeah yeah definitely Um, Jeff, closing thoughts tonight? Yeah, well, of course, you know, this week is all about Baker. Um, as as Luis said earlier, for, for this week and only this week, it's all about Baker. Yes. Uh, and then and then we can move on to, you know, just talking about our football team. Um, I hope that all the fans keep in mind what we've seen for the last four seasons from Baker. Um, he can look like an all-pro, and he can look like a total doofus. Yes. Within the same game at times. Yeah, yes. Okay. So if if by chance he does come out hot and, and starts to eat up our defense early, okay, it's not time to start the bus because we know that he's fully <laughs> capable of trashing the place in the second half. Okay. So everybody yeah. breathe. We don't need to fire Joe Woods at halftime. Exactly. It's yeah. It's going to be okay. Agreed. Even if we don't win this one, it's going to be okay. But let's just have fun watching them play. That sounds great. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Excellent. I agree with you. Excellent. Well, this has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>